Welcome to the Money Wise Women Show, brought to you by MoneyMorphosis.com. Are you ready to be inspired to upgrade your financial skills? Listen to feminine leaders sharing practical advice and valuable insights. Shift your money mindset, improve communication skills, and learn financial management tips. Although we do not provide investment advice, you can check out MoneyMorphosis.com. That's Money-M-O-R-P-H-O-S-I-S.com to find simple ways to boost your true wealth. Welcome, it's Crystal Arnold, your hostess of Money Wise Women and founder of Money Morphosis. As you know, I really appreciate good storytelling and feel like it is absolutely crucial to um, leadership abilities and regenerative leadership is our capacity to uh, relate to people through story to both create a narrative of a new economy and what is possible uh, when we uh, circulate resources within our communities, within ecological limits, and uh, what is possible for personal transformation when we break through shame and guilt and share some of our personal money stories. And I've worked with hundreds of women leading workshops around money And I tell you, there is such relief and joy that people feel after they share their personal money struggles and their money stories, because hearing other people helps them realize that they are not alone in in feeling uh, challenged in a variety of ways around money. And so part of my mission is really to encourage people to uh, become more authentic and share their uh, financial stories in appropriate ways and be able to connect. And I had this opportunity um, in March Uh, here. There's a group called The Hearth uh, Storytelling, and uh, it was founded by Mark Iaconelli. And uh, it's, uh, they do four uh, events here a year where they rent out a big, um, the Jewish um, synagogue here and uh, have live music and treats and, uh, and six storytellers who, who tell a story around a certain theme. So uh, if, if you're interested, they are uh, actually training other community leaders now to do the same process where they live. And you can check out more and listen to past uh, uh, recordings of stories they've had at thehearthcommunity.com. So I went to a day-long workshop with Mark and was super inspired and signed up to uh, to do this uh, last month's event, which was around uh, working for a living. And uh, he really helped me get this uh, to a personal uh, personal level of my story about work and money and becoming a mother and uh, some of the challenges that I faced along the way. And so uh, some of these things I've never shared in public before. And uh, very shortly, I'm going to play you that um, 12 minute uh, story that I told for about 400 people who were gathered that night. And uh, so many people came up to me afterwards who could relate to certain parts of the story and who really um, appreciated my uh, vulnerability and, and uh, ability to uh, share some of these difficult things. Um, 
So at, after we listen to that, I'll go ahead and tell you a little bit more about the top five episodes uh, that we've had on the show about uh, storytelling and creating a, a different uh paradigm and story about money and the economy. And so I will uh, share with you what those are and uh, think you'll be really inspired both both on some about the more personal mindset, others more about how to create story and possibility within our communities and on the bigger level of our culture of um, plenty. And so we'll talk about this after I play for you now uh, my story from the hearth. Uh, And this was told uh, in March 2019 uh, for a few hundred people. And uh, thank you again to Mark for the opportunity to share this. Enjoy. Our next storyteller is Crystal Arnold. Crystal is the uh, founder of Money Morphosis. She's interviewed over 100 women on her podcast, Money Wise. And since graduating from Southern Oregon University, she's designed and facilitated workshops, community events, and discussion panels about money. She's currently director of education at the Post Growth Institute and lives with her husband and two children who are five and eight years old. A big hand for Crystal. Inside each one of us is a story of money. It's about a whole lot more than numbers. It's about our sense of self-worth. It's about power, influence, and security. I had quite an idyllic childhood in rural Vermont. I grew up with parents who loved me, and my sister and I would often frolic in the pond and woods around our house. It was in fourth grade when I first felt poor. It was school picture day, which was super exciting for me. I got dressed up in my fanciest clothes, my hair was all done up, and I was there at the breakfast table with my family. Something wasn't right. My parents were arguing. It seems there wasn't enough money in the bank account to cover the $24 for the individual portraits, which we always got. They were fighting back and forth. My mom wanted to borrow some money from her best friend, who was quite a bit more wealthy. My dad refused. He was too proud. So I went to school. My enthusiasm dampened, and we were in quite a small class. There were only 10 people in my grade, so it was a very intimate experience. So we had our group uh, class picture taken, then everyone else lined up to get their individual pictures taken, and I slunk off to the corner. Oh my gosh, I was so embarrassed. I wished I was invisible. I was so ashamed that we couldn't afford to have this picture taken like everyone else. I felt that pain of not enough. (sighs) 
So over the years, that, that feeling of not enough haunted me in different ways. And I, I saw how, how money divided people in society and, and people with a lot had privilege and, and how few people actually talked about money. It was so strange to me. It was as taboo as talking about sex or death. It's something we all deal with, yet no one wanted to talk about it. When I was 22, I went to live in Guatemala for about four months. And they had these beautiful marketplaces with all of the women and their colorful weave woven outfits and fresh produce. And there was not a price tag on anything. That made me super uncomfortable. They expected me to have a conversation about what the value was. For them, the relationship was what determined the value. The conversation was what gave meaning. It was a back and forth. They would suggest something, and, and you would counter with, with this and that. It was in that dynamic give and take that we settled on a price and made the exchange. And I grew to love this way of being more intimate with people. I returned to the States and moved to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which is one of the richest counties in the entire country. There were sprawling ranches. Women would wear their fur coats and diamonds to the five-star restaurant. My friend was working at the Bank of Jackson Hole. I happened to get a job there as executive assistant to the vice president. About a month into the job, I came to work, and there was a huge stack of loan documents there on my desk. The Jehovah's Witness, Susie, who worked next to me, she said, Crystal, you want to know what this is all about? Yeah, what's going on? I said, well, a couple months before you came to the bank, she said, the CEO was found guilty of embezzling $1.5 million over the last 10 years. And it's your job to copy all the evidence against him. <laughs> so I took the huge stack of papers back to the copy room. I was there my, by myself for hours looking through all of these forged documents, imagining him. It was the last day of the week-long federal audit of our loan papers that they did every year when they found his crime. That night, he tried to commit suicide. He had been living a lie. I imagined him in the dark of night in his office, forging these documents, risking it all. He had a wife, two children at home, and for 10 years, he betrayed the trust of those colleagues and family members who depended on him. I could only imagine the anxiety, the shame he must have felt to be discovered. And I thought, what is it that motivates someone to do this? When is enough enough? What is the greed that drives people in today's world for more and more? 
And so I actually returned to school to study money. I graduated from SOU uh, in 2007 with my degree in international economics and began teaching workshops with women. I was so, I, I am so passionate about not only teaching the basics of how we manage our money, which should be taught in high school, but also the relationship with money. Almost everyone I've met is suffering in some way because of money. And I tell you, there is extraordinary relief when we share our intimate stories and our struggles with money and realize we are not alone. And that's why I'm here tonight. A couple years later, I said yes to the hardest job I've ever had. It's physically and emotionally demanding. I'm on call 24 hours, around the clock. There's very little appreciation. I became a mother. My midwife's back here in the, in the background. So yes, motherhood, one of the least appreciated uh, jobs, truly a labor of love. And I was surrounded with a loving husband who was so devoted and a very supportive community who brought us meals after the baby was born. And yet this was the hardest five years of my life when I stayed at home with my two children. They were born three years apart. I felt so worthless. I was doing such valuable work and yet receiving no money, very little acknowledgement from the outside world. It was truly a labor of love. I think back to being up in my rocking chair at 2 a.m., nursing my infant, hearing that poop explosion, <laughs> feeling that wetness on my hand, having to take the baby to the changing table, gently wiping that mustard-colored poop off of her back. There was no overtime pay for this work. <laughs> it's priceless. And I... <laughs> Truly grateful for all of the caretakers, the men and women who care for elderly parents, for children, and, uh, and just know your value is beyond measure. So that deeply informed my work, that period of finding true wealth while I became a mother, while I stayed at home and was generating very little income. And... Uh, that led me to my work today, uh, facilitating what is called the offers and needs market. Because there is so much incredible wealth in this very room. And at these events, we have people sit at small circles of tables and share what they have to offer, what they're passionate about, and also what their needs are, which is so incredibly vulnerable to get that practice of asking for what we need. Just last month, we had one at the Bellevue Grange with about 70 people, and there was a palpable buzz in the air. By the end, there was such an intimacy. People were um, having just wanting to be generous and share. And it's, it's so beautiful to see the true value that comes from community, from borrowing, from caring for one another.
I am so incredibly wealthy now. Just last weekend, I was at my neighbor's house digging up uh, raspberries and strawberries and, uh, and then having uh, several families at our house gardening in our garden the next night. Our children playing together, coming and going. There's always kids at our house and there is truly something special about uh, being in relationship that can't be measured by money. And this is what makes life worth living. Last Thanksgiving, we hosted 30 people at our house in talent, a few family members, but mostly friends and neighbors. And I looked around at the people who had brought such carefully prepared dishes with such love and generosity, who were there helping, playing music. The kids were running and laughing and playing games. Intimate conversations were happening. And there was such a spirit of generosity and love. And this, to me, is true wealth. And honestly, we are all wealthy beyond measure. Thank you. We are back. Thank you for listening to that. I hope you appreciate uh, what I shared. Feel free to send me an email or uh, contact me if you have any feedback. I always love to hear from people and see how the work is affecting you and the stories that I shared. So it is so crucial for regenerative leaders to be able to effectively share a story with enough detail, but not too much, with a compelling character, with uh, personal and authentic expression of um, who made us, who we are, and why we have the values and care about things that we do. And this is really at the heart of, of effective regenerative leadership, where we can bring value back into our communities to, through expressing ourselves and through opening narratives that are empowering to people that acknowledge us as part of a living intelligent system and and really gives us authority and value uh, in our ability to shape the world into what we want to create through sharing stories together and through motivating other people through our personal stories and um, so I'd like to highlight now five of my favorite episodes I've had on the show uh, that illuminate the power of storytelling. Uh, first of all is uh, Rebecca Rhapsody, and her episode was called this, How Stories Open Possibilities. She has a podcast called The Story Connective, which you can find online and on my media page as well. I've been featured as a gift. She is a brilliant community organizer who I met through Jean Houston's social artistry, where she was facilitating a week-long event. 
uh, called The Odyssey here in Ashland. And uh, we also did a story bridge event interactive with community members called Funny Money, which we'll talk about in that episode. And uh, she, I really respect her way of drawing out stories and other people, creating safe spaces for uh, vulnerability and through really organizing her community in Maui, Hawaii, uh, to create greater uh, regenerative agriculture and a culture that really um, is in service to life. And so uh, you can listen to Rebecca Rhapsody's episodes. These are all linked in uh, the blog post for this episode at money-morphosis.com. And uh, secondly is Christian McEwen, and hers is called The Intimacy of Legal Tender. Uh, Christian is a playwright and author who has done something quite extraordinary. She interviewed uh I think close to 150 to 100 women about their money stories and compiled them uh, into a full-length play. And then just this month in April 2019, her book, Legal Tender, Women and the Secret Life of Money, it has come out. And uh, just a fantastic book full of inspiring quotes and different themes of stories that she heard about earning, saving, spending, investing money, and, uh, and just really illuminates the beautiful diversity of perspectives about money and how so much of it is formed in our early childhood years, our beliefs and behaviors and how they're shaped from, from our parents. Uh, one, one of her stories she recently shared with me was about uh, called the hoarder's daughter, someone who was this man who was hoarding so much and, and the daughter's process after he died of going through his, his house and, cleaning and and honoring him and his uh his humanness and his uh his own um relationship with things and with people and uh so i really encourage you to not only check out that that podcast and hear some snippets of other incredible stories which she shares and uh also her new book legal tender women and the secret life of money my third guest was Deborah Fryer. Her episode's called The Anatomy of Money. She is super insightful PhD and filmmaker who talks a lot about the neurobiology of money and our beliefs about scarcity and abundance and how that shapes our lives. She is a leadership coach and, and really taking it to the next level with supporting people to create greater prosperity in their lives, to understand uh, the power of their own mind and uh, is a super uh, creative entrepreneur herself who really encourages uh, people to go beyond their comfort zone to create breakthroughs and uh, um, uh, understand themselves to a deeper level. So encourage you to check out uh, Deborah Fryer's episode, The Anatomy of Money. And then uh, last two is Katie Teague. She, her episode is called Realizing the Power of Money in Life. 
And I've known Katie for, gosh, about six years, seven years now. We were part of a book club um, and we met weekly to discuss Charles Eisenstein's book, uh, Sacred Economics, and uh, also wrote uh, the community organizing guide for her film, Money and Life, with an ampersand in the middle, if you want to search for that. Uh, One of the best documentaries I've ever seen that really illuminates our culture of money, the mythology, the actual way the system is designed and the effects of that. Uh, and, and it's not one of those heavy, depressing movies. It's actually quite uplifting, illuminating, and, uh, and deeply grounded in creating a narrative for what is possible in a new economy. And so I encourage you to check out Katie Teague's uh, film, Money and Life. And finally, Rianne Eisler's uh, episode, The Real Wealth of the Caring Economy. She is an incredible, wise, visionary, and pioneer. For decades, she has been speaking about the value of the caring economy. Uh, Her book, The Real Wealth of Nations, really illuminates the value in traditionally women's work in the caring economy and uh, how we need to value that and how uh, her her life is just fascinating um, and really has been uh, a key leader and created the Center for Partnership Studies and discusses the shift from a dominator system to one of partnership and how crucial that is and how it does begin in the household in our formative years as children and how we switch the narrative and become more collaborative, unlock more of our creative potential and create more prosperity for all. And she has uh, specific examples, is very well researched and uh, just illuminates uh, grounded uh, vision for what is possible when we value women's work and acknowledge the importance of the caring economy, which is so often invisible and undervalued. And so you can check out Rianne's uh, work on the website as well. So I hope you enjoy those five uh, best episodes about storytelling and uh, encourage you to begin to tell your money story, maybe to those you love. Maybe you don't get up in, in front of a crowd of 400 people like I did. But start in a way that feels good for you. Get a little uncomfortable. You know, before you have that money conversation with someone, say, this feels a little uncomfortable. I'm feeling a little awkward bringing this up, but I'd really like to talk about money with you. And so begin to uncover your own stories about it. I have a money history questionnaire, which I can email you for free if you uh, contact me at crystal at money-morphosis.com or reply to this email if you've gotten that uh, this episode that way. And uh, just let me know, uh, put money history questionnaire in the subject line and uh, let me know uh, what, what you appreciate, what you find challenging about sharing your money story and, and begin to think about what are the stories we're telling our children my kids are five and eight years old right now, and, and we're very into the fairy tales and Aesop's fables and, and looking at uh, 
folk tales from around the world and what are the values expressed? What are the morals of these stories? And how do we create narratives that acknowledge the value of men and women with a balance of masculine and feminine qualities? How do we look at how we steward resources and value the commons in our world? And what is the story of a new economy? And how do we share that and create that and call that into being with our intentional words? Because author and authority both come from the same Latin root word, and it's important to realize that we step into our authority as authors of a new world. And this is absolutely crucial, whether you're a community organizer, an entrepreneur, or a mother, um, whatever way in which you can inspire in influence your immediate sphere and uh, share your personal stories and visions for a new world. So thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy these five episodes and look forward to sharing more stories with you in the future. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to subscribe to the show and rate and review our podcast at iTunes. Be sure to visit www.moneymorphosis.com. That's money-m-o-r-p-h-o-s-i-s.com to join the growing community of empowered women who are dedicated to creating the true wealth they deserve.